0: Welcome to Toddler Toolkit. Hi parents, if you love Toddler Toolkit podcast and you haven't written a review yet, I have some exciting news for you. Maybe you've followed and listened to Toddler Toolkit for a while or you're a new listener and this episode is really resonating with you. If you write me a review, you'll be entered into a $15 Amazon gift card giveaway. So go to Apple Podcasts, search Toddler Toolkit, write a review. Before you submit the review, take a screenshot because when you submit the review, it takes a few days for it to post. So take a screenshot on your phone before you submit the review and send it to my email, heather at twinmomroadmap.com, and you'll be entered into the giveaway. Thank you so much for taking your time, for spreading this message and the toolbox of support for toddler parents. Thank you. And good luck. Well, hello, parents. In today's episode, we are talking about sharing skills, but particularly sharing versus turn taking. What is the difference? And why are we hearing around social media that sharing can be bad for your child? I have to talk about this because I just can't let things going around that I think are inaccurate or not nuanced enough. To have a more long form conversation about it. So, we're talking about your toddler sharing and their mental well being with how we teach it. So, I think it's great that we have awareness that we're talking about the impact of how we teach skills. And I think that is a great thing. It's great to open up that conversation. However, I do have an issue, especially with short form content that is fast content that doesn't really explain itself very well, and it's geared on grabbing your attention. So what I'm talking about is Instagram and TikTok. Parenting advice has become very popular on those platforms, but my issue with it is that it can be misleading parents to grab their attention. So I see sharing is a really big topic with this exact issue within the last few weeks. And I finally got around to making this episode. So I have two examples to give you. One is actually word for word what was said in the reel on Instagram. And another one, I summarized it based off of the initial impression it gave. Okay, and I wanna break these down and talk about sharing for your toddler. So the first one that I saw on social media was sharing is not caring, okay? So pretty much alluding to the fact that if we teach sharing wrong, it actually is not caring, okay? But you're hit with that first statement, sharing is not caring, it's gonna get a reaction out of parents, it's gonna get them to listen, but it can also be misleading and not a nuanced conversation in short form content on Instagram or TikTok, right? And the other statement is sharing can cause people pleasing. Now, this one was a summary of the point of the reel. And both of these posts became a little bit more nuanced as you read the description or you made it to the very end of the reel. My problem with this is parents might not catch all these things. They are scrolling through and then they're seeing these things and it's misleading. If you have 50% of the people that are confused in the comments about your intentions, uh, when it was posted, then I, I feel like that is trying to get parents' attention, get clicks, get views, but not looking out for the general good of parents. That's why I created this podcast episode to help support your child with sharing that's not based off of social media engagement. Okay, so let's talk about sharing and the similarity to turn-taking before we dive in on those two statements. All right, so sharing. Sharing is similar to turn-taking. It involves giving and receiving. It is different in the part that sharing can be offered as a part of what your toddler has and that they could be sharing with somebody else. So it could be a toy, a snack, even attention. Uh, A lot of times this can be spontaneous and voluntary, meaning your toddler did that themselves, right? So examples of sharing maybe your child has a cup of fruit or a bag of fruit and they share it with a sibling or a friend maybe they're sharing a toy like little people while playing with a playset like a house barn or some kind of a cool dinosaur building so that is sharing and i feel like all the examples that i'm seeing especially in the parenting realm when trying to help parents it's there's always the same example it's one child has a toy and the other kid wants it. But sharing is not that. That could be a part of sharing, but that's just a very limited example. (laughs) And so that's why I gave these other examples of sharing. So for example, I have twin toddlers, and they're going to be three in June. And right now, they uh, share all the time. I mean, this is a constant thing that we deal with 24-7. They are both toddlers. They're the same age. They want the same things often. And there are definitely times where they are sharing, and sharing doesn't mean giving up a toy necessarily. So that's why I want to clear some of the confusion in the parenting realm about this. So, sharing can be like, for example, My two toddlers are playing with cars and toy blocks at the same time on the same table. And they're sharing the cars. They're sharing the blocks. They're sharing the little people. They're sharing the animals that go in the little people barn. And they're both playing with the barn. Now, will they get in each other's way and annoy each other sometimes? Of course. That's part of navigating having a sibling. But they're still sharing that. Okay. So not all examples of sharing have to be giving a toy up. Now, certainly there could be a toddler that has an issue with sharing um a collection of toys or a play set, right? No, I don't want to share any of it. I don't want to share any of the barn or any of the animals, right? I don't want to share any of the puzzle pieces. You know, I don't I want to do the puzzle by myself. Okay. I don't want to get more into that example a little bit later. But sharing can be this inclusive thing. And turn-taking. Turn-taking, it's similar to sharing. It promotes cooperative play, social interaction, and is very important. There's a little bit of a difference with turn-taking. Turn-taking is about waiting for one's turn to use something that is being used by somebody else. So another toddler, right? So it's more structured and involves waiting skills. Waiting is a really important skill for our toddlers to have, and I'll get into that later as well. So an example of turn-taking could be two children taking turns playing with a single toy car. Okay, so they have, they're have they taking turns. Maybe they're taking turns with a book they both wanted to read, so they're going to have to take a turn. They can't necessarily have it at the same time, and turn-taking can also be games. So we are playing with the same thing, but it is somebody's turn to get, whether it's a bowling ball knocking over some toddler bowling pins, right? We That involves both together. So we can see how they're interwoven. Yeah, we are sharing the toddler bowling set, but we still have to take turns. So I think now that we've kind of explained the difference and the interwoven similarities of turn taking and sharing, now we can better Look into those two statements that were given by social media parenting influencers. Okay. Sharing is not caring and sharing can cause people pleasers. All right. Let's, let's dive in more. Okay. So people pleasing versus healthy sharing. Okay. So the concern about people pleasing. So if there's a fear that teaching sharing will lead children to always put you know, the other's needs before their own. That could lead to the people-pleasing behavior. And so that was the one statement that was put out. You know, sharing can can cause people-pleasing. And this is my response. This is what I think the reality is. Yeah, I mean, that's not impossible, but it is way more nuanced. There's way more to it than just simply that. When taught correctly, sharing teaches empathy and kindness. And finding a balance between respecting one's own needs and considering others. So it simply is not black and white. And even if you were to teach sharing in a way that maybe isn't the best way to teach it, I still still question the fact that it would really lead to people-pleasing skills. And I think there's a lot of dynamics that we need to get into in this conversation. And I really want to take the worry off parents. Like, I feel like parents are being put through the ringer with, you know, with some of these social media posts, always hearing what, you know, as parents, what we're doing wrong, right? Um, We think we have a tool in our toolbox and then it's like, don't say this, don't do that. If you do that, you're going to mess your kid up. And I really, you know, if you are trying your best, no parent is perfect. No parent is perfect and that's a good thing. <laughs> Even perfect parents children can have issues from. Like there was this uh interview that was done I think it was in Tony Robbins documentary and there was a lady who was struggling to find a partner and um Tony Robbins asked her about her dad and she said he was perfect. He was the, he was the perfect dad. And she was the princess, right? And uh, in the conversation, he said, well, that messed you up. (laughs) You know, now no guy that you ever date will be good enough for you because they don't live up to your dad. And those models, the, the, the models that our parents have for us, we carry that with us in our relationships, our friendships, our relationships, romantic relationships. And uh, so her dad set the bar so high, no men that she could date would ever live up to that. Right. So, so, anyways, I only share this example is because it's the goal is not to be the perfect parent. And our children are obviously going to have, there's always going to be something, right? They're in the future <laughs> when they're a teenager, when they're an adult, they can look back and say, oh, this, you know, this thing about us. Right. But you know, we're just trying to be the best parent we can be. And <laughs> we don't need to be perfect, right? Because even perfect is not a good thing, right? That was why I shared that example with Tony Robbins there. Uh, kind of a side note there, but back to the topic. So yeah, it, it it's way more involved. Um, and the example, because I, the point of this is not to, you know, I'm glad that there are parent influencers out there. They're trying to help people. And the point isn't to like name these people and go down kind of like a negative path with that. But I did want to share a little bit of the example that this person gave. And they kind of were saying like they were at a gym, they were working out, they were using some kind of workout equipment, and they felt like they Um, because of their childhood, was forced to share that equipment with the person that said, hey, are you using that? And she totally gave it up and didn't use it. And so I think that really goes back to more than just maybe her parents forcing, you know, her to share. I think that goes back to many other dynamics, which, you know, I want to get to in the end. However, If somebody's asking to use something, sharing would be saying like, yeah, let's share the equipment. So if you're at the gym, maybe you want to both use the bench press or something like that. And um, somebody asked, you know, are you done with this? Can I use it? And you could say, "Uh, I'm not done, but let's share it. You can work in because I'm going between the bench press and doing some free weights or something else over there. Right? That would be sharing and turn taking. You're both taking turns with it, and you're sharing the same thing. So, anyways, um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to invalidate her experience if that truly is her experience. The thing that I question is that it's being misconstrued and and fed to toddler parents to conf- to um, get them to pay attention but it what it, what it's doing is that it's it's causing unnecessary guilt and and I I do question it but I I don't know. So anyways, I think that sharing, let's go to that second statement. Sharing is caring with boundaries. Okay, so if we teach children that it's okay to have boundaries, right? So the the statement before was sharing isn't caring, right? But I disagree. I think sharing is caring with boundaries. Teach children that it's okay to have boundaries. They don't have to share everything, especially if they're really engaged with a toy or activity. And they can voluntarily share. We don't have to force it. We don't have to rip toys out of their hands, right? We don't have to do that, right? We can have some boundaries around it, but that swings both ways. And I want to get into that as well. So when we teach turn taking, we're teaching two different concepts. We're teaching the concept of fairness and the concept of waiting. Fairness is a more abstract thing, and our toddler might not really understand what is fair, but they will. And turn-taking, waiting helps support them. That's why that's the waiting and turn-taking are two of the five key skills I recommend for your toddler to learn. And I talk about that and skill building chains in my course, Meltdown Mastery, the Listening and Skilled Toddler. If you're interested in that, the link is in the show notes. But yeah, those skills are important because they are the building blocks for teaching fairness and empathy, okay? And all those pro-social interactions. And turn-taking teaches patience in the concept of fairness, understanding that everybody gets a turn. It also helps in developing the concept of time and waiting. Those are critical life skills. And I think the example that this influencer was giving was really forced turn-taking, but, you know, she didn't think that she could also keep it, and she gave it up. You know, she gave up whatever gym equipment she was using because the person had asked. And I do think that is tied to people-pleasing, and I totally get that because, yeah. I also am a recovering people pleaser. And I do think you people pleasers do tend to give things up to others. They don't want to cause problems. And that's why it is important to teach a collaborative process of sharing and turn-taking. So yeah, I mean, I I I agree with kind of like some of the heart of what was said. I just don't agree with that initial confusion for parents that just, you know, you're going to mess your kid up if you teach sharing wrong. Like, I just don't, I don't agree with that. I think most people that are following parent accounts and things like that or listening to podcasts care about their parenting. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. And again, you don't have to be perfect. Yeah, we don't have to be perfect. We may also feel a pressure or social like norm to to share or have our toddlers share, right? So I have a story. So when I brought my toddlers to the library over the fall, they were in a just twos story time class, and it was really great for them. Really enjoyed it, and it was the very last class. After the class was over, they have a play area, and so my toddlers. Went to play with some puzzles, and there was an other boy that was in their toddler class. So they, he was familiar, but not extremely familiar. Familiar over seeing each other once for a few weeks, essentially. So not super familiar, but, and the reason I bring this up is children are more likely to share with people who are familiar to them. Although, you know, you will see, you know, children that don't know each other sharing. Just like the other day at the library, saw my toddlers and an older child, an older girl that was, they were handing each other and sharing different little toy food and the, the food stand. That's like a play place that they had. And so, you know, you can you can see it happen for sure, but it is more likely for toddlers to share with familiar people. And uh, so anyways, they had the puzzle and the the boy. That was in their class, he really wanted one of the puzzle pieces, and he really wanted to use it and essentially share the puzzle with them. And, you know, my one toddler who was playing with that puzzle didn't want to. He didn't want to. And so this is the perfect example of where we could go here. So I could have said to my to my son, (laughs) my toddler, give it up now you know give it up and give it to this boy he wants it's his turn he wants a turn you need to share with him yeah i mean and and that's not what i did <laughs> and so what i did was we offered to share i said yeah would you like to share would you like to share and give him the puzzle piece cuz he could still play with all the other puzzle pieces this is sharing and he didn't want to And so we said, okay, okay, all right, you don't have to. Let's finish the puzzle and then he can have a turn after you're done. And so this really explains the whole difference between sharing and turn taking very well, where if we were sharing the puzzle, they would be doing it at the same time. And he would have said, he would have let the boy have the one puzzle piece and he would have got to put it in the puzzle. While my son also was playing with the puzzle and putting the pieces in, the sharing didn't happen. So then we went to, you know, there was an opportunity given. It was an opportunity. It wasn't forced. Didn't want to do it. And it's okay to ask your kids things. Obviously, you know, if you, <laughs> you're asking them something and you don't want them to say no, then be aware that they might say no, right? But in this instance, it is totally fine that he said no. It's all right that he didn't want to do it, but the opportunity was given and then it was listened to and respected and heard. Very important right there. And you can you can ask and still let your toddler be heard. You can model and still let your toddler be heard. So, yeah, so the the boy got finally got a turn after he was done with the puzzle, my son. And then the the boy got a, got a turn, and he got the puzzle to himself, and that's what happened, you know. So that is my best example right there of how it can be a collaborative process, and not to feel guilty. It's okay to offer to share, and it's okay to not share. I think the difference is that you know it's it's, and I'm going to go more into this when I talk about parenting style, and I think that is that is more of an underlying cause because yeah if a parent was kind of yelling or being aggressive with their child telling them they needed to share certainly that could cause some issues and maybe that's where the influencer is coming from so how do we teach right how do we teach turn taking sharing without forcing okay so in meltdown mastery the listening skilled toddler my course i talk about Call it out, praise it. So your toddler's already naturally doing these things. I have twin toddlers and I see it all the time. They they're turn taking sharing naturally. Now do they do it 24 7? No. But when they do it, call it out, let them know. Label it with the word, praise it, encourage it. And it happened naturally. You weren't forcing them or telling them to do anything. One toddler hands another toddler a toy. They're turn taking, they're sharing, call it out, use the words. Okay. Yeah. The other way is modeling. We are modeling turn taking, we are modeling sharing all the time with our toddlers as well. And in Meltdown Mastery, I have something called skill building chains where I take you from the simplest level, like calling it out and modeling, to the most complex level and forms of turn taking and sharing. Use simple language. So, when we're talking to our tellers, we do want to say it on their level and to use inclusive language. So, we don't want to say something too wordy that's going to go over their head. Like, we don't want to give a whole lecture on why they should be sharing or turn taking. Keep, keep it simple. You know, Jace has been waiting for a turn with a puzzle. It's good to take turns. It's more fun when we take turns, whatever it is, right? Encourage it and show it. Don't just, say it, you know, don't just tell them. In our own actions, we're turn-taking, we're sharing. Maybe we have some apple that we sliced up, and then we hand our toddler an apple slice, and we say, oh, here, I'm sharing with you. I'm sharing my apple with you. It's nice to share. Even just simple things and using the language throughout the day, the more opportunities your toddler has, the more they're going to pick up on it. And so this should really eliminate any fear of like sharing it's going to cause damage to your child or, you know. So I really, the whole point of this podcast episode is to alleviate parents' fears, especially when influencers are posting these kind of negative consequences for teaching a skill wrong. So I want to give you the actual support and help and not, you know, just, (laughs) yeah, my mission is to support, give parents a toolbox. I could care less about clicks, views, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so what do you do though if you have a toddler that is hoarding toys like it's the other side of the coin. So here we have, you know, this one influencer that said parent influencer that said, you know, sharing's not caring. Or both of them really in sharing causes people pleasers. Well, what about the other child that never got a turn, never got to be a part of the sharing equation? If you have siblings or this is a play group or whatever it is, right? What happens when one kid kind of always gets the toy because, you know, we, we've been hearing, you know, don't, you know, don't force anything, don't make them give it up. And this child, has the toy all the time and is hoarding maybe a specific toy or certain toys and is never turn taking sharing. And the other sibling gets left out because this is the kind of the equation they didn't talk about. They're, they're, it seems like they're standing up for the one child because it goes back maybe to their own childhood traumas and such, but they're forgetting the other child in the equation that never got the turn, right? We'll talk about this right when we get back from the break. Hi, parents. Welcome to the Winter Toddler Meltdown Workshop. If you have not seen the workshop yet, I have it available to you. All you need to do is go to twinmomroadmap.com backslash workshop or check the link in the show notes. We are going to go over the three steps to less meltdowns this winter, and you'll get my happy winter toddler routine plus some fun and creative indoor play ideas that will last all winter it is hard in the winter to not solely just rely on screens. I totally get it. I have two toddlers myself, but it is really great to have some other tools in our toolbox besides screen time. So if you're interested in getting your kids off screen a little bit more and having a more regulated and happy toddler, To bring more calm and joy into your home, check the link for the show notes and watch the Winter Toddler Meltdown Workshop. And we're back. So what do we do if our toddler is hoarding a toy? They're on the other end of the stick. Like we have been told by some parenting influencers, right, that are, you know, we shouldn't force sharing or turn taking, but our toddler is literally hoarding a toy. It's not fair to their sibling or other child. And that child is feeling left out. So, uh, what do we need to do in that instance? Well, first, I always start with the why behind the behavior. Is it a favorite toy? Do they think they want it, but they really don't need it, but they, they think that they do. So I talk about that in the episode navigating meltdowns when toddlers don't get what they want. So if you want to check out that episode, if you think that's the reason behind your toddler having difficulty sharing certain things, because sometimes when our toddlers need emotional support, which I get more into in that episode, they might seem like they want something, but it's not really what they want. And then they get upset. So anyways, that's one to check out. But understanding the root issue, the why behind their behavior, also it goes back to teaching modeling empathy having clear expectations right because that kind of counteracts with this this other advice we've been given from these parent influencers right that said you know you but the other side of the coin is that there is a part of encouragement we can still give expectations when we're doing a turn taking game the expectation is we're turn taking you know, as a parent, it's up to you to set these rules and boundaries. You know, it's not up to some Instagram expert, right? In parenting, it's, it's up to you. You're the parent. So if you're doing a turn taking game and your rule in the house is you're playing a turn taking game and you need to take turns, then that's your rule. And I stand behind that. And for sure, it's, it's fine to have favorite toys, but. It's also important to model and let other children play with the other toys as well and and to keep a balance of it. So it's not extreme on one end, right? No kid is always hoarding, but no kid is always having to give up their toy. Yeah, we don't want either of these extremes. So yeah, we we can practice that through turn-taking games, practicing sharing of certain toys, like in the beginning of the podcast episode when I talked about shared toys, like both sharing foam blocks, both sharing little people and play set, right? They can play with at the same time. Sharing a puzzle. Encourage it. And also be considerate. This is something that's better to practice with familiar siblings or familiar children. So If it's a sibling, that's something you can practice. Maybe at the library, like the puzzle example I gave earlier, that's not the time to be like, no, you're going to share this piece of puzzle. And then we have like a big meltdown. And is it really even worth it? No. Right. So using your discernment as a parent, trusting your gut, that is important. More important. (laughs) More important. Okay. Of course, encourage Cooperative play and positive behavior. And the child that never got the term, because let's say, you know, a parent followed this expert guru parenting advice from an influencer on Instagram, right? You know, they're so afraid that they're telling their toddler to share with their sibling or another child that was a familiar, a very familiar child, right? So worried it was going to cause that child that was not willing to ever turn, take, or share. So worried that they were going to cause a people pleaser. <laughs> but what about the other child? And the, and so, yeah, that other child that never gets the turn, they could feel exclusion. They could feel resentment. So we have to consider their feelings too. We have to consider their feelings too. Their self-worth, their self-esteem could be influenced by this if this is always the motto and i'm not just talking just with sharing but across a variety of expectations if it's always one child can do whatever they want the other one always gets left out right so that is a huge concern of mine with kind of what they're saying is they're not considering the flip side of the coin and i think that could have effect on their relationships a child is going to have to eventually learn conflict resolution skills. You know, they're going to have to take turns and understand fairness eventually. So we can start small, right? Always start small. Look for small wins on a positive note, on a proactive note. So I want to go through a list of what I actually think causes people pleasing. For sharing, as this one influencer said, let's just say, Maybe it could be a part of it, right? But there's so much more to it. And I want to show you what I mean. So you don't have to have fear as a parent or worry that teaching your kid to share wrong is going to mess them up. All right. So to counter her argument, I want to talk about a few different things with that theory. The first one is attachment styles. I think the attachment style of the child has a huge impact on people pleasing and on, on her people pleasing theory about force sharing the attachment do we have a secure attachment of a child and we're talking about not just about the toddler years but we're talking about beyond elementary age teenage and adulthood okay what is the attachment So there's four different attachments. There's secure attachment, anxious attachment, avoidant attachment, fearful attachment. And I don't wanna go super into details on this because I actually would like to create a whole nother podcast episode about these attachment styles and how they form even at a very young age, babies, young toddlers, this is all forming. And that's why I gotta save it for a whole nother episode, okay? So look out for that episode. So number one, attachment style. That is also an indicator, right? Okay, parenting style, huge indicator. Okay, do we have an authoritarian parent that is trying to control everything? And maybe they are using parenting tactics that are more old school acceptance, like yelling and hitting. Yeah, there's a lot more awareness about the effects of those things now in parenting. And we have that middle area called authoritative parenting. Okay, that's where a lot of the new parenting that we've heard has is coming from. So have you heard of conscious parenting, positive parenting, gentle parenting? Now, gentle parenting, and I don't want to get into this because this this is a whole nother episode as well. But gentle parenting is in the authoritative parenting group. It does have boundaries and consequences, but they are done so out of love. And that one can get a pretty bad rap because it is viewed as permissive parenting by some. And I don't even want to get into like that whole thing. But essentially gentle parenting is not permissive parenting. It is different, but it can get confused. And I will do a whole separate episode on that. And then, of course, like I said, permissive parenting. So there's no boundaries or consequences. And if there are, there's no follow through from the parent. And I think permissive parenting is also getting fueled by technology. And again, another episode. Sorry, guys. <laughs> there's so many things I want to talk about with you guys, but permissive parenting essentially is, is, uh, yeah. There's there's a technology influence on that um, where parents aren't giving boundaries with technology and such, right? So that goes into the permissive parenting bucket realm. So, okay, we've talked about two reasons, two ways an adult. Could become a people pleaser that's not necessarily linked to exactly their parent made them share. Okay. We talked about attachment styles. We talked about parenting style, also personality, temperament. There's different personalities and temperaments our toddlers have. They could be now, I'm not all for labels because, and I know these are a lot of labels. I think labels can give us information, but we shouldn't box ourselves in with labels too much, right? But anyways, so if you have a strong-willed toddler, if you have a sensitive toddler, and wow, I, you know, (laughs) I feel like, yeah, I can relate to this because I was always told as a child, oh, Heather, you're so sensitive. Okay. (laughs) So anyways, apparently that's how I was. Don't really like labels. But anyways, this could give us some information. So um, is your toddler easygoing? Right. So their personality, their temperament could also be in combination with this people pleasing. Because if you combine more sensitive child with an authoritarian parent and they have a avoidant or fearful attachment style. So we can see how that's all relating. We can see it so much more than just like one thing like teaching sharing wrong. Now, could that be a part of the intricate facet and web of everything? Okay, sure. But it's not just boiled down to this like one thing, right? So, that's why like if you were a parent and you taught sharing and you told a, your child to give up a turn, you're not ruining them, you're not messing them up. <laughs> I just want to say that. So, okay, and then, you know, I get sidetracked easily here. <laughs> because I'm so passionate about these topics. So now we talked about the attachment style, parenting style, your toddler's personality and temperament. And then we also have cognitive factors and esteem and empathy. So when we are working on these skills, and if there was any kind of thing going on with that, right, your toddler's level of empathy and esteem could also play into the role of all of that. It's all inner combined together. So children have more empathy you're more likely to share more naturally as well. There are early signs of empathy in the, between the ages of one and two. We're seeing toddlers mimicking facial expressions and mimicking behaviors, maybe the offer to give a hug, Gave a toy, shared a toy. They might be responding to emotions like happiness, sadness, increased empathy between the ages of two and three. They could become more attuned to others' emotions, do simple acts of kindness, which I've seen my toddlers do. Um, My one toddler is, is really starting to understand emotions a lot. You know, he was kind of wasn't there yet, but his brother was. And his brother was more likely to share with him when he got upset. But now he had this burst of understanding of empathy and others. And now he is sharing back, but it was modeled to him by his sibling, by his brother. And then he's doing it back, but he also has this deeper understanding now. And he's able to label, you know, if his brother's sad and if somebody else is happy. Right. He's really starting to understand others' emotions and um, role playing also. If your toddler uh, toddlers pretending to take care of you and be doctor or nurse or, you know, doing kind of pretend play, that is also showing empathy. It's a it's increased empathy. And then between the ages of three and four, toddlers really begin to understand others' perspectives, thoughts, feelings, and that expands. Maybe they use more empathetic language. Are you okay? And things like that. Uh, maybe they take more action to help out if somebody is in need, a sibling or a friend to support them, offer them a tissue. So that's all developing and every toddler is on their own timeline. So all of these factors really go into a lot of these things. They do, it's it's so much more complex and that's why I brought it up. And then of course we have different cultural expectations as well. So there's different expectations and cultural expectations uh, for us as parents and that children grow up in. Different areas, different places have different expectations of children and parents. And that is a huge dynamic which I'm not even going to get into, but that's a huge dynamic of what we're talking about, the people pleasing okay a huge dynamic of that so this is the end of the episode and i will definitely expand upon it especially talking about the parenting styles the attachment theory and i think it would be great to have an episode about talking about the different toddler temperaments although i think every child is unique and it doesn't have to fit into a label so anyways i think i hope i shed some light for you If you were a little stressed about teaching a skill wrong, take that pressure off yourself. It's way more complex than what it is. You're not messing your kid up. You're here because you care. Use the tools in your toolbox. Use your gut instinct. And remember, while it is good to have conversations about things, also use discernment. Use discernment when you're reading things, um, especially when it's short form social media content that is just trying to get your attention. Most likely it's way, the conversation is way more nuanced than what could fit on a reel or a short post. And that's why I just love talking to parents on a podcast, helping support them with their toddler. And now I'm glad we have a greater understanding of sharing and turn taking and how you can support your toddler in a positive way. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Take care. And that wraps up another episode filled with tools and insights to help your parenting journey have clarity and ease. Remember, every child is unique and so is our experience, especially when there's more than one. Keep celebrating those small victories and learning along the way. I'm Heather, your Twin Mama Guide. And until next time, here's to raising skilled, self-regulated toddlers who listen, learn, and love. Take care and see you soon.